In the previous podcast, we said pretty confidently that people interested in combating corruption should vote for Sefer Teachout. There's been some interesting developments, a late-breaking poll from Siena that puts that in question. More specifically, a poll came out showing Sean Patrick Maloney in the lead with 25% of the vote, Tish James in second with 24% of the vote, and Zephyr Teachout trailing with 18% of the vote. So if we had to grade the three candidates based on how likely they would be to deliver on an anti-corruption agenda once they were in office, we'd give Zephyr Teachout the A+, Tish James probably somewhere around a B+, Sean Patrick Maloney would get the D-. And so there's a question now, do we vote for the best candidate but take a greater chance that Sean Patrick Maloney will win, or do we make a defensive vote, settle for that B plus with Tish James, and help to ensure that Sean Patrick Maloney loses? In the last podcast, we covered why Zephyr Teachout is amazing. If you haven't read the New York Times endorsement of Zephyr Teachout, you should before voting. It's a really well-written piece. We need to examine two things. We need to examine exactly how bad is Sean Patrick Maloney, because if he's really bad, then you may want to vote for Tish. If he's not so bad, then maybe it makes sense to take a risk that he gets elected and vote for the best candidate, which is Zephyr Teachout. The other question is, how good or bad is Tish James? If she's going to be a, do a great job, then play it safe. Vote for her. But we don't know. So all we can do is sort of put together all the various pieces of the puzzle and try to make you know, the best informed guess we can. First, I'm going to start with why it's really important Sean Patrick Maloney doesn't win. So Sean Patrick Maloney's decision to run questions his integrity simply because he is a congressman from a conservative district that went for Trump by 3%. And incumbency advantage is worth about 9%. So basically, he's putting his own congressional district in jeopardy by running for attorney general when there's two perfectly qualified women running. If the Democrats come one seat short of winning the House of Representatives, which is very possible, it'll be because Sean Maloney lost his seat. So it just, you know, it seems like an inopportune time for him to go for a career advancement right now when the future of the Republic is hinging on whether we can take this House and put Trump in check. So that just makes you question right off the bat, what is this guy's motives? What What is he doing? Second, he's been getting huge sums of money from the real estate industry, from Wall Street. Over his lifetime, he's received over $1.2 million from Wall Street. In this race alone, he's gotten over half a million from the real estate industry. And the real estate industry in New York is a cesspool of, of corruption. I mean, they're the biggest campaign contributors of any specific industry in New York state politics, making up a tenth of total campaign contributions. We need somebody in the attorney general seat that's going to be holding Wall Street and the real estate industry accountable. This is like our number one check against them. And if we have somebody that's been that's campaign was won because of the donations from them. And granted, this guy is outspending both Tish James and Zephyr Teachout, which is why he surged in the polls. Further, this seat is just immensely important because of the way our our constitutional democracy is set up. There's a, a 
a pretty good argument Trump could get immunity. And the one buttress we have against that is state governments can still take the president to court. And given all of Donald Trump's holdings in New York State, the attorney general seat, that's the elected position that would be challenging Trump. So it's so important that we have somebody that we can trust in there. This may be our last line of defense against Trump running away with the, with unchecked power. So I think it's safe to say that Patrick Maloney is pretty bad, which militates towards voting for Tish James. But then that begs the second question of, can we trust Tish James? She's gotten a quarter of a million dollars from the real estate industry, and she's gotten major backing from Andrew Cuomo, who's, you know, been supported by a who's who of, of corporate boogeymen. So there's a fair argument to be made that her funding hasn't been as extreme as Maloney's from those industries. She has gotten no small chunk of change. By the way, they've been spending money against Zephyr Teachout. Big industries are, are funding Maloney, they're funding Tish, and, fu and spending money against Zephyr Teachout because it seems they're terrified of her getting that seat. And that says a lot about about who's going to take them to task. But, you know, you can't just say because Tish James got money from the real estate industry, she's necessarily going to, you know, bite the, not bite the hand that feeds her. I mean, it's possible that she could take their money with her fingers crossed, get in there and do an amazing job and fight for our interests. We don't know, but it certainly heightens the risk that she's not going to stand up for our interests when in that seat. But if you look at her career, you know, she has a really stellar record. I mean, she was the, one of the first candidates to get elected on the Working Families Party line. When the police were, were beating people up at Occupy Wall Street, she was one of four city council members to, to sue the NYPD. As a public advocate, she has a long track record of, of fighting for consumers, fighting for the for disenfranchised, for empowering youth. She's a, she's a, a lawyer with a... a public administration grad degree from Columbia University. You know, she's a, she's a seasoned political operator, where Zephyr Teachout, you could argue, is a, a legal theorist who doesn't have that kind of experience. So in sum, I think there's a fair argument to be made that while Tish James may not be perfect, she's got a long history of fighting for the little guy, taking on the powerful. There's a fair argument that once she's in office, despite getting this money from these powerful industries, despite Cuomo's backing, she'll do the right thing. But it's risky. Equally risky is voting for Zephyr Teachout, given this this latest poll. Um, it may just be a vote for Zephyr Teachout is a vote for Maloney. Um, based on the way the polls look now, that's a fair conclusion. So it's it almost comes down to style. You know, do you want to shoot for the moon, get the best possible scenario, but risk the worst? Or do you want to hedge, play it safe, get somebody who's going to be a reliable voice for justice, but not as reliable as maybe teach out? One last thing about the poll for those looking for reasons to vote for teach out. A couple interesting things. It was from Siena, which is one of the best polling agencies in the country. They did disproportionately poll people over 55. So I think two-thirds of the respondent were over 55, which suggests a lot of teach-outs votes aren't going to be represented there. They were only polling likely voters, so a lot of teach-outs voters who aren't likely voters aren't going to be represented there. And a third of respondents were undecided. So this race is really wide open. It's a little sketchy to base too much on one poll. So yeah, I think a, a vote for teach-outs fair, a vote for Tish James is fair. 
Um, but the important thing is to get out and vote uh, for one of the two to make sure that Sean Patrick Maloney doesn't get it. We really need a strong advocate for justice in that position. Whatever you end up doing, do go out and vote. And yeah, I think that's it for this podcast. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, check out democracycoffee.com. You can buy a bag online or find out where it's sold near you. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. Over and out.